Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another exciting episode of Pro Wrestling Uncut. I am your host, Cole Dawson, and I'm here with my co-host, Dave the Tiger Man Smith, and DJ Barbecue Charles. Today, we're going to be talking, having a little bit a little bit of fun. We're not going to be talking about uh, current product. We're going to get in our little Wayback Machine to when we were all little kids and talk about some stuff that we enjoy- enjoyed as children related to the wrestling business. Uh Depending on how the time goes, this might be a two-parter. We're going to discuss wrestling action figures and wrestling video games. Uh, This was the brainchild of my co-host Dave, so I'm going to turn it over to him and let him get started. Dave, how are you doing today? I'm amazing, and this is actually a very special um, show for me because this is actually one of the first things that me and you bonded off of from like when we were younger. I don't know if you recall. (laughs) Uh, And and, and so, as for like you guys that don't know, Cole was really into the Hasbro uh, wrestling figures so much that this was in the time of AIM. And his away (laughs) message was leave me alone. I'm playing with my wrestling toys. (laughs) Oh my God. I'm so I'm so glad that you know that that was a thing. Like that is amazing because, uh, yeah, in that time in in the late '90s, early 2000s, I had disposable income because I had a job as a, like a full grown adult job where I was making good money and I had no bills, and so I started spending a lot of my money uh, trying to collect every single Hasbro wrestling figure that at least one of every single Hasbro figure that existed. So I ended up with lots of duplicates, and I do believe I may have parted ways with some of them to add to your collection, Dave. You did, and um, I actually have something to confess after all of these years. <laughs> it, it's, not, it's not totally all my fault. Uh, I'm going to throw Shane under, under the bus, your brother. <laughs> um, well, I was going through wrestling toys, and you're like, yeah, just take one of whatever one you want. And then I pulled out this CMLL Ultimo Dragon figure. <laughs> and I don't know if you remember this, Cole. I go, what about this one? And you said, no, you can't have that. <laughs> and, and your brother says, it doesn't matter. Just take it. <laughs> so I, I actually had your Ultimo Dragon figure. Oh, good. Well, I'm okay with that because I do because Ultimo Dragon did make his way to the WWF slash WWE, and I have an Ultimo Dragon wrestling figure at this point. So I'm I, I, all all debts are forgiven. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the w- one of the real main reasons why I wanted to do the show was um, there. There's two other wrestlers that have a podcast: uh, Zach Ryder and uh, Kurt Hawkins. 
And I actually started listening to their podcasts and it actually got me wanting to start collecting again. And uh, do, you, do you remember my favorite wrestler, Cole? Uh, your favorite wrestler, of course, is the world-famous Doink the Clown, Matt Bourne version. Yes. And so I decided I want to start a collection of Matt Bourne Doink figures. Um, do you know how many elites there are that could be Matt Bourne? Uh, I'm not sure. How many, Dave? One. <laughs> yes. One. And that's that's including the uh, the classic superstars doinks, and uh, which is weird because the classic superstar doinks are actually called evil doinks. But you nice. know what's wrong with you know what's wrong with them? Uh, there weren't evil Matt Bourne doink. First of all, Matt Bourne never wore the orange outfit. Oh, fantastic! Never. Number two. One of them comes with a tag team title. <laughs> Did Doink ever win a tag team title? No, he never <laughs> won a tag team title. So why? Why would that be there? And then I... another another classic superstar um, is, is, you know, in the classic outfit, you know, that's represented in all the video games, the blue, the yellow, the red, and, you know, the green tie. Mm -hmm. But it just doesn't look doinky enough and it comes with a sledgehammer like nice. why does it come with a sledgehammer like it makes no sense doink never use a sledgehammer uh i beg to differ uh in the in the wwe arcade video game where the guys all had weapons doink the clown had a sledgehammer <laughs> did he no he had the the glove oh that's right he did but i thought one of the things was they had the big comical sized hammer too i, I don't it wasn't the the sledgehammer. That was like the clown hammer. Yes. Yeah. The, yeah. So yeah, yeah having yeah. a sledgehammer is a little weird, but at least yeah. you know he had a hammer in a video game. So whatever. But it, <laughs> it's not the right hammer. It, it, it totally doesn't count. So yeah. I'm just gonna gonna put that off as some some indie wannabe doink the clown guy that dresses up for a, for a hot dog. You know what I mean? And and steals Triple H's gimmick. <laughs> yes. Yes. So I had to track down a WWE Elite Collection Series 34 doink, which nice. comes with three hair pieces. You know, it comes with like kind of like the the really, you know, Sam Roberts esque you know haircut. Yes. Uh, it comes with the the little stringier one and stuff. Um, and it actually comes with the. Uh, a little bit. I'll go on the mic. He did have a hammer. He when? Have, it was. It looked like a squeaky toy, but it was a hammer. It was a big. Yeah, clown. exactly. Yeah, yes, but, but we're it talking about the sledgehammer gimmick oh, yeah, that came okay. with I the just, toy. Like, the people yeah. were gonna like comment. Like I looked it up, and yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was a mallet. It wasn't like a sledgehammer. Yeah, yeah. It was the big, like the circus mallet when you yeah. you know you hit the yeah. big thing, ring the bell gimmick. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's not like chain gang sledgehammer breaking yeah. rocks and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but. Uh, Elite Series 34 Doink also comes with a bucket. And this is how I know this is actually Matt Bourne, because remember the match with Bret Hart? He comes out the bucket, and it has the water, and the and he uh, just drenches his brother. Yes, good stuff. Yes. So I came to the conclusion that this is the only Matt Bourne Doink 
uh, elite figure. <laughs> oh, you, you did way too much research on this. <laughs> oh, oh I, I, I went above and beyond, and my joint collection did not stop there. I went on eBay, and I found a carded purple card doink Hasbro figure, and I bought that. Fantastic. So, oh. and you know, you know what just like kind of like completes this collection too. What is that, Dave? In the uh, the 2012 WWE training cards, Doink the Clown had an autograph card in there. So you you have your your Doink collection is complete. It has a Matt Bourne Doink autograph card. Yes, that's fantastic. So I, I I got I got one more Doink thing coming in the mail, and this is actually a really awesome thing because uh, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, the the kid robot you know blind box figures. Absolutely not. But go ahead. Okay. See, so this isn't really a, a wrestling type you know like market. But this artist, out of like all the uh, the whole collection, he had one wrestling themed uh, uh, mystery figure in these boxes, and it is a Doink the Clown. And and I'm way more impressed with this than you are, obviously. Oh no, that's that's incredible. I I think I don't uh, make fun of people's collections or what they're into because. You know, I, I I have way, way too many wrestling figures. Um, and now I wasn't my, – my, my, the weird thing about my collection is I didn't collect wrestling figures with the per, for the purpose of displaying them or to invest in my future. Um, I don't have – I have very few wrestling figures that are still in their boxes. My wrestling figures are – all open, they are all played with. I still occasionally, in my mid 30s, bust out my wrestling figures and play with them. Um, they are separated into their own little boxes and their own little wrestling promotions. Um, and and the wrestlers are grouped in you know kind of a theme. I have a WWF box with my Vince McMahon figure, and he's you know the one who runs that one and I have a WCW box and then I have like a Memphis box and I have all kinds of these wonderful boxes and I have the wrestlers separated and they all have their own individual storylines and feuds and it is fantastic. And I'm just sad that I don't have enough time to keep going with these wonderful storylines and feuds and everything. And, uh, you know, but it is what it is. <laughs> I think does Marlena understand this. Oh, Marlena's okay. Yeah, Marlena's okay with this, and and my my the, the guy who I like to refer to as my hetero life, Meg Vince, um, he understands too because like he says like I had the best wrestling matches and feuds ever with my wrestling figure fed. <laughs> so like, so are you uh, ever gonna get like Marlena to be like guest commentator on your uh, your fig feds? Oh yeah, that's never gonna happen. She this is one of those things I pull them out, she goes, Okay, I'm gonna go watch T V in the other room. You guys you have fun and with your kids and whatnot and I'm going to pretend this isn't happening. <laughs> oh, I really wanna see you videotape this and have Marlena on commentary. Like like this is what I want. 
So what what you're saying is you want videotapes of me and my wife playing with toys. That's yes. that's what I'm hearing. Absolutely. <laughs> the, the the bigger the better. Get the LJNs oh. out. Oh man. So <laughs> yes, the big eight inch plastics. Get those out for this this toy video. <laughs> now, cool. I got um I got another figure in the mail off my eBay win, which yes, was sir. actually which was actually a little bit expensive. Um, I, and I know you know exactly what this is, and I know you have one as well. And yes. that is on card, mint on card, the Purple Gear Razor Ramon. Yes, that is a very rare figure, and I'm, I'm glad you were able to procure that. It's oh man, like yeah, I uh, spent so much time on eBay bidding on Hasbro lots, and then um, there was another set. Once once Hasbro was out, Jacks for a long time uh, took over. They they took over from 1996 through 2009. Jacks was making the wrestling figures, and their first few sets of figures were absolutely the horrible. bone crushers. Yeah, I, I they loved were... them. I loved them. But but we went so long without new figures. Yes, there was a there was a few year gap there because we, you know Hasbro stopped in 94 making figures and so there was a few years uh, where we didn't have wrestling figures and and that at that point I went from let's see 94 I would have been 10 and then 96 I was 12 um but I didn't – the original Jax figures I didn't like because um, they didn't have – you know, they didn't have the action like the uh, Hasbro figures. You know, they didn't have the, the, the jump action or the punch action or the twist or anything. And their arms and legs didn't bend very well, and they were stationary, and they looked uh, – they didn't look like the wrestlers very much. You know, like the faces were all distorted. It's like so we went from these really elaborate looking Hasbro figures where it, they were super accurate to these like pl almost back to the LJN like plastic figures where they looked kind of goofy <laughs> and I didn't like those but then they they came out with their second iteration of figures where they bent at the knees and the feet had joints and the elbows had joints and the figures you actually all the figures were very poseable and movable and then they came up with the scan technology so the faces were super accurate bodies not so much because you know big show with an eight pack back then was not very realistic but uh once they came out with those i was hooked again and i was like full all in but there was a series they came out with for a while that were like the legends of wrestling so they went like back the and they classics. were making yes the classics yeah. And and for like the first fifteen or sixteen of those, I have in the I have with the boxes every single one of those except for the Briscoe brothers. That's the only lot that I didn't buy the whole lot, and I'm still pissed to this day. But like I was heartbroken when Jax gave up and Mattel took over because you, you know I had who, a really uh, good collection going. You you know who created the, uh, the the idea for the classic superstars, right? No, who was that? Jeremy Padauer, and this is where it gets interesting, is he is the one that is making the AEW figures now. Awesome. So, yeah, I, I'm pretty excited about the AEW figures. They look very good. But, but uh, to, to, to go back to the Bone Crushers, man, I loved them. 
In fact, um, I remember when they first came out, my first figure was Gold Dust. And, uh, and, and the reason it's Gold Dust, like, if I went to, like, a store and I saw, like, a wall of them, Gold Dust would, would not be the one I'd pick out. Uh, what happened was I called all these Walmarts, Targets, and stuff, and I'm like, hey, do you have the new WWF wrestling figures? All of them said no, except one, which was in Paris. Uh, Jesus. And they only had one figure, and that was Goldust. <laughs> so so I had, to, I had to convince my mom to drive me from Corona to Paris to buy a Paris, California, yeah. not Paris, the country. Yeah. Just for the not, for the listening audience out there, it doesn't know yeah. there's a city in California called Paris. <laughs> not not Paris, Texas. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, so so Goldust was my first actual wrestling figure, and then Christmas, you know, I got the rest of them, and and so on and so on. Yeah, very cool. I just yeah my. Uh... I, when I first got into professional wrestling, um, my older cousins uh, were into wrestling all, already. And every time I would go over to my cousin's house, uh, once I had, you know, once I started watching wrestling, all I wanted to do was play with his wrestling figures. And so he'd let me do that. And I do believe I ended up with his adding his uh, collection of wrestling figures to my collection at, at some point in life. So, um it was pretty cool. And then I, I remember uh, during the 92 recession, my uncle was moved in with us and was living here. And uh, he, he, he was divorced. And so he'd get his son like on Wednesdays and every other weekend. And every time he'd pick his son up, he'd take him to Toys R Us and get him a new wrestling figure. And so I was always excited when he was going to come over. And I'd... Uh, try to I'd always try to get my uncle to let me borrow his wrestling figures when he wasn't here and he never would and I ended up procuring his set of wrestling figures as well that was kind of the beginning of my my uh hunting and collecting and spending money era so <laughs> it, it's uh, oh man it's one of the things I miss from my childhood is going to the the toy store to get to look for the new wrestling figures but even as of today, this very day, this exact day, my wife went out uh, to Target to try to get some toilet paper because we are in the midst of some hysteria. And uh, she happened to go down the toy aisle and said, hey, there's a wrestling figure. I know, I know you don't have this one. Or it wasn't even that I don't have this one. It is my dad's favorite wrestler in the world, Velveteen Dream. And she said, hey, they've got one of these. And so I procured my dad's first professional wrestling figure that I'm going to put on his desk at work. So <laughs> it's, it's a good day to, to this very day as a 35-year-old, almost 36-year-old man. I'm still buying wrestling figures. And uh, it, it's just it's one of those things that I've loved um, since I was eight years old. And I still get happy like I'm a child when I buy a new wrestling figure. <laughs> So, I, I feel you on that one. I just um, I went on Ringside Collectibles to buy, you know, a uh, just a, a case for the uh, the Razor Ramon that I'm going to be getting in the mail in a couple of days, and they had a crazy sell on. I don't know if you remember um, the the muscle figures. It stands for millions of unusual small creatures looking everywhere. 
which you know, they're, uh, they're, they're like a single base color, and you know they they were like intergalactic wrestlers and stuff, and you play as them. They're all posed, but they did like kind of a throwback with uh, with WWF old school wrestlers. You know, like like they got the Sheik, they got Jake the Snake, they got Ric Flair, they got Mean Gene in there, they got Ultimate Warrior, and so forth and so forth. Uh, I got the four sets of those for eight bucks. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. You might have to send me that link there. Oh, I will. I, I will. So I, 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 we're, we're eating up a lot of the space here. I did want to loop Charles in on this. Charles, were you a collector of wrestling action figures in your uh, younger years? Uh, I had maybe a couple, but no, not a lot. My parents didn't really like pro wrestling, uh, so I was basically a DC or Marvel action figures or G.I. Joe. But uh, other than actually collecting, no, I, I, I really didn't. All right. Thanks a lot, Charles. Yep. Now, back to, <laughs> now back to the show. See, so, uh, uh, go see ahead, uh, Zach Ryder might be the, uh, the Michael Jordan of wrestling figures, but we also have Michael Jordan wrestling figures. Unfortunately, Charles is the Michael Jordan in his baseball career. <laughs> Oh, that joke's never going to get old. <laughs> never. Never. So I, I just want to go through a little bit of the history of uh, WWF uh, action figures, uh, mainly because WCW really never had a strong foothold in, in wrestling figures, and WC, or ECW tried, and they never really took off. Um so back in 1984 was when wrestling figures became a thing. Um, and LJN partnered with WWE to make their first figures. And these figures were 8-inch solid pieces of plastic. They weren't movable at all. But they made them so big so that the faces could actually have some detail on them. And, and the wrestlers could look pretty interesting. Um, but one of the cool, one of the things that happened, they did want to shrink them down eventually, but they sent the prototype, which was the eight inch giant blown up figure. Um, so they could see what it looked like and they loved them and they just produced that. They didn't make them smaller. <laughs> and so we have these big giant statue like wrestling figures. Um, but this was the first time that professional wrestlers got, royalty checks realistically and, and there's a, a bunch of stories going around but i think the most famous one that actually has a number on it was the iron sheik saying he got like a two hundred thousand dollar check for one quarter of a year on his wrestling action figures so uh that just started a boom for wrestling figures all the way back in the 80s and ljn was with wwf from 84 to 89 and then ljn lost their uh, rights and uh, Hasbro stepped in and I think the Hasbro figures for guys in our age group in their mid 30s were the figures from our childhood and the ones that really hold true um, that, that, that I know they're the ones that got me hooked on wrestling figures but they were really cool because now they were posable and they had you know spring loaded actions uh, you know some of them you pull their arm back and they'd punch some of them had a little tab on their back. You could push it down, and they'd jump off the top rope and 
they were really cool, it, or like the Hulk Hogan figures where you could pick his arms up above his head and slam somebody. And so these really kind of changed the game for wrestling action figures because now you had figures that you could actually play with and do some of the actions as, a spo- as opposed to these big giant 8-inch solid blocks of plastic that you just kind of smashed into each other. And then the Jax figures came out, and the arms were movable, but they didn't have joints um, the first few runs. And they looked somewhat like the wrestlers, but again, like I said, the faces were a little little wonky, um, but they had good outfits and everything. And then finally Jax came out with the, the you know, you could, you could bend their wrists, you could close their fists, you could bend their elbows, and... And now they've like you could bend their body in half, like at the waist, and so I mean you could do full-on matches with wrestling figures now, which is great for a nerd like me who wants to do arm ringers with fucking wrestling figures, and you know the figure four and shit like that instead of just like you know spots. <laughs> but uh, what are your favorite wrestling figures, Dave? My, uh, it's hard. Uh, from nostalgia, it has to go with, I have to go with Bone Crushers, man. Those, those were, those were my, my thing for so many years. Uh, I love the Hasbros, but I kind of, I was young when they came out and I kind of caught the tail end of them. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, I, yeah. Hasbros was the shortest run. I mean, it was only a four year run with Hasbros. So yeah. It wasn't that long. I mean, you know, Jax was 14 years we had Jax yeah. figures. And, and basically the Mattel figures are the same thing as the Jax. But, um, I mean, it, oh, man. my uh, Yeah, I think really my favorite are the Jax figures, like the, the, mid, the mid to later versions of the Jax. Because one, it was a game changer for me because, like I said, I'm a big nerd. And I wanted to have the most realistic matches possible with my wrestling figures. I mean, I was good. I was always good with the Hasbro's because I could use my imagination and it was great. But like, I wanted to be able to like put a realistic headlock on them and move their arms around and like do chain wrestling with my wrestling figures and have these really great wrestling matches. And <laughs> it's so but those are my cool favorite. But. The, the cool thing about the Jacks is they had such a wide selection of characters. Correct. Like anyone that was on TV, they had a toy. It took them a little while to get to that point, yes. but when, when they got to that point, like anyone you see, you could get. You know what I mean? Correct. Like, to the point. Matter. Yeah. <laughs> to the, yeah. To the point where I was going through my wrestling figures about a year ago, I think at WrestleMania time, where I – it was uh, again. We're gonna jump into my nerddom here. Um, I was trying to put together these uh, fantasy tournaments, um, and I think I went to whatever the multiple is, where it was about 500-ish people. And so I was like, once I went through all the rest, all the wrestlers in like my brain, and I went on the internet and looked up like the best wrestler at the time. I had to go through my wrestling figures to get to fill out the, you know, 512 or whatever it is to make this tournament. And I'm looking at some of these wrestling figures and I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Because I couldn't (laughs) remember who they were. But literally at that point, if you made it on the main roster, you had a wrestling figure. So 
like like the Gemini, if you guys remember that tag team, just two big bald oh, dudes. And I'm like, oh. yeah. <laughs> but oh man, but yeah, you're right. Every single person on the roster got a Jax wrestling figure, and it was fantastic. So uh, speaking of uh, people with wrestling figures, we know your brother-in-law Johnny Gargano got his elite. Uh, correct. Is there, any, is there any word on Candice getting an elite? Well, it's one of those things that even if I did have inside information, I couldn't share it. But uh, I, 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 so I can't say one way or the other. Um, but maybe in the future, I hope in the future there is a Candice LeRae wrestling figure. I just got my official Candice LeRae T-shirt, uh, the pint-sized pixie uh, T-shirt in the mail that you guys can buy on WWEShop.com. Uh, if you're looking for a pint-sized pixie t-shirt, I highly recommend it. It is my favorite wrestling t-shirt in the history of wrestling t-shirts. Everyone should go to WWEShop.com and buy one. And that is my shameless plug for the week. And <laughs> thank you for that setup there, Dave. Um, you're welcome. But while we're talking about our favorite thing in the history of all the times, do you have a favorite wrestling figure in your collection? Um, honestly, I, I love them all, but, uh, I, I'm so pleased with this Hasbro doink and, uh, I, I'm sure when I get the razor, it's going to go back and forth, back and forth. <laughs> um, but you know, uh, just, plus this elite doink's really cool too, man. Like it, it's hard <laughs> to choose. Uh, and then I have an SH figure arts tiger mask, um, which is amazing. <laughs> Uh, the CMLL, uh, Ultimo Dragon, uh, <laughs> um, the, the, these muscle guys are really cool too. Um, and I see online where people actually paint them and they look so much cooler. So I have to get another set of those. Uh, it, it's so hard to choose, man. It's so hard to choose. <laughs> I, I do. Now, do you have any, I think one of the prized possessions of my wrestling figure collection which one of these days I'm going to count my wrestling figures. And so I can actually put a number on that as to has, how many I have. But if I had to guess offhand, I would say it's upwards of five or 600 wrestling figures that I do have at my disposal uh, amongst different crates and boxes and everything in, in, that I have. Um, but one of my absolute favorites is a Triple H figure. Um, this particular generation of Triple H was when he was wearing the trunks that said the game on them and this figure I bought it specifically because I was looking at it and I noticed that on his crotch in, where it's supposed to say the game it says the Dane D-A-N-E on his <laughs> dick and so I have a Triple H figure with a misprinted the Dane on his crotch and it is one of my prized possessions I'm sure since it is a misprint and it's not a gimmick that uh, I could probably get some extra money for that if I ever decided to part ways with it uh, so if there's any listeners out there that want to make an offer for the Dane you could uh, let me know uh, privately on uh, the Facebooks or Instagrams or the Twatter and uh, give me, make me a, a reasonable offer. I might be willing to part ways with it, but uh, <laughs> it's going to have to be a significant offer for me to part ways with it because 
you know, these figures have a different emotional attachment to me. It's not just that, you know, it, it's to me, it's my childhood. It's it's what I spent time doing. It was a hobby of mine. Um, it's something that connects me to being a small child, and I'm happy with my wrestling figure collection. And uh, I don't want to sell them. I know that I'm probably sitting on a few thousand dollars worth of thing worth of wrestling figures I could sell, which you know, in truth, would be helpful. But, uh, I mean, they just mean so much to me because I spent so much time collecting them. And, you know, I spent time with, with family, playing with them and whatnot. Uh, and so I, I don't really want to part ways with them. But, uh, you know, if someone offered me enough money, I might. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so do you have anything you want to add to the wrestling figure conversation there, Dave? Any questions? Uh, who's the champion of your uh, your fig feds? Oh my goodness! Now see that I would have to go at this point. It's been a little while since uh, I played with my figures, um, and I would actually have to pull my figures out to figure that out, or find my nerd alert, find my notebook where I have this information written down. I can tell you for a fact that uh, right now my WCW fed, this is probably my favorite uh, storyline fed, is, is in the midst of Hogan as a babyface and uh, the Ultimate Warrior also as a babyface and Randy Savage, all babyfaces, where they kind of have a faction. And they are going up against the Million Dollar Corporation and uh, the the key member of the Million Dollar Corporation is Bam Bam Bigelow, who is the WCW champion. And eventually, when we get down the line, the you know the good guys are going to thwart that and eventually give birth to the NWO and whatnot. But as as it stands currently, since I haven't been able to get through that, Bam Bam Bigelow is the WCW champion, backed by the Million Dollar Corporation. So what Ultimate Warrior do you use for your WCW Fig Fed? That, again, I'd have to go through, but I do believe it is the Ultimate Warrior. It is a Jax figure from the classics, and he is the has the orange trunks with the multicolored tassels on his arms, and he has a very big uh, Ultimate orange Ultimate Warrior emblem painted on his chest. So that's, that's really good stuff right there. I think so that's my favorite one. one. Yes, it would be the WrestleMania Six Ultimate Warrior, I do believe. But so, did you yeah. know there's only one Ultimate Warrior figure that represents his stay in WCW? <laughs> Is there now? <laughs> yes, the uh, the Ultimate Edition that just came out. Really? Does it have the, yes. the big giant uh, vest, or not vest, but sport the jacket? The, the yep. coat and jacket and everything? Awesome. It does. That I might have it to check out. I might have to get me one of those. I think uh, that does it for this episode. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to the end of another exciting episode of Pro Wrestling Uncut. Uh, thank you for joining us on our very special Wrestling Figures episode. Join us uh, again when we nerd out about wrestling and video games and other such things. I am your host, Cole Dawson, as always with Dave the Tiger Man Smith. And of course, we can't forget about our boy, DJ Barbecue Charles. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.
brought to you by kback.rocks rock radio the way rock radio should be go to kbackradio.com and listen today jekyll and hyde barbecue our brothers from another mother they make barbecue so good mm-hmm. it'll put a smile on your face remedy brewing company it's the remedy for what ails you and midwest all pro wrestling go to midwestallprowrestling.com and get tickets and feel the excitement <laughs> 